Nakumaisha. You're tuned in to Spiritual Health with Michaeli Energy. Peace in, love out. Wild change of life. Peace in, love out. Come on, come on, what you are on. Sit right here in this rectangle. And let's talk about your spiritual health family. You ready?
You know what we're giving thanks for? We're giving thanks for those occult mysteries, family. You know those things that we stay pondering about life? Like our need to breathe, like life itself, like why we came into existence, like the functioning of our blood flow around our body, like the pumping of our heart in relation to our lungs, family, like the replenishing of our skin, of our vital organs, family. For detoxifying family For the atmosphere which allows us to be grounded Family we're giving thanks for that which we do not see Family we are giving thanks for that which we are not Consciously a part of keeping in order Family we thank the natural order family For for irrespective of how we disrespect nature Irrespective of how we disrespect Constantly disrespect the spirit The mother The representation of God family how we constantly uh, see ourselves outside and keep trusting in man's brain and artificial intelligence family. We give thanks that nature still provides family. Nature provides the platform for our continued ignorance. Wow. How loving, how loving is our father God and our mother nature family that it continues to provide the platform for your ignorance. You know what I'm saying? Like, how loving is how loving is nature, family? Yes? That in your constant disrespect of nature, in your constant ignorance of nature, in your constant battle against nature, it provides you with the platform to continue such disrespect. That's something to be thankful for. Because if nature was based on how we are, we'd have done cut all of our asses long time ago. <laughs> so we give thanks, family. We give thanks for that. We give thanks for that, family. You don't know. We have every morning in the form of this conversation 
is sponsored by the following affirmation. I want to big up Liam Courtney for putting it in the comment section. It is sponsored. This broadcast is sponsored by... This broadcast is brought to you by... The good people at Water... <laughs> good people of Rojo House. Who say, heaven is my right and heaven is my responsibility. Heaven and hell sold separately. That's a couple quick. children of 2099 who's listening right now we love you now Penda, now maisha we love you we live for you we live in honor of your footsteps of your imagination we want to be a thousand years ahead of your imagination my kings and queens my children of 2099 we lived our lives in dedication that you may understand freedom as your zero freedom as your start in life freedom peace love abundance happiness health and wealth as your foundation family we are living right now yes right now we exist as you exist in 2099 we exist family to encourage your steps to be innovators of a world that we could only imagine. Your current world is a product of our imagination. Your current world, where you get to experience total and utter freedom and bliss, constant peace, constant pleasure. That world that you exist in right now, my kings and queens, is a product of these people the ones the old ones of the 19th 20th 21st century us 80s born we sound old but trust me we're young enough to predict the future because we are old enough to take responsibility to create it that is your life that you live right now so yes chesarojo my kings and queens as you go out there into your villages, into your communities around the world, as you teleport your existence to different spaces and time, as you chesarojo through life, family, I want you to remember us. As we sit here currently, the global pandemic, which only represents the spiritual intervention that is happening in our lives, empowering us with the tools to create the foundation that you now live on. We love you, our Penda, our Maisha, you're done now already. <laughs> I want you guys in 2099, I want you to play a Chesarojo classic for me in honor of your brother right now. <laughs> play a classic right now, family. 
play something nice. Slip us something nice. This is your Baba Warojo speaking. <laughs> you don't know. And if you're celebrating the new year, if you even care about it. to hold a deep medicine sensation tonight with your family and friends family remembering your ancestors <laughs> sip responsibly but you knew that already <laughs> sip with peace sip with peace Whatever you're participating in tonight, my kings and queens, play with peace. That's what I was saying. Indulge with peace. So here we are family, my heart is full, my heart is full. straight to questions right now let's do question time family my heart is full and I'm into talking about whatever you guys want to talk about you know when she asks you what do you want to do and the brothers are like I want to do whatever you want to do you guys say <laughs> oh man those days as a teenager what are you into I'm into what you're into. <laughs> what kind of stuff do you like doing? You know what I'm saying? I like doing what you like doing, baby. You know what I'm <laughs> Let's get it in. We're going to jump to the questions, family. Let's do question time right about now. My funk soul people, family. Let's jump in the comment section. Right, family? And as you move into this weekend, family, there's something I want you to remember. Yeah, yeah. You are listening. Too high to go. Hell. 2021 is setting up to be a very interesting year, family. I want you to listen up. And all I'm saying is, don't become played. Don't become played in the game. Become a player, family. I'm a player in the 2021 game. Important to me now. 2021 is the year of the players. Important to me now. Watch this, Ajay. You are just not that important. Touch that. 
Oh, believe you me, family. 2021, all we are doing is Cesaro. All we are doing. Oh, we playing next year. We are ramping next year. I promise you. It's about to get wilde. To do, Ruru Belle. Tell them, Mwambie. Forty-six in the morning, it's Thursday. The sun is out in London, but don't be fooled, family. Keep your coats on. No, don't pull up those bikinis just yet. Put away those three-quarter lengths. Take back those flip-flops to Primark. It is not summer, but the sun is out, and we are thankful. In the name of God, Allah, Mungu, Yahweh, Jat Rastafari, we are giving thanks to the All in us sensations of life this morning is 8 46 on a thursday family i want to say now may you talk to you right question time you're just in time for the question time can you have a successful relationship with someone whose beliefs practices don't align with yours. I'm gonna say a controversial answer. And the controversial answer is yes, you can. You can. have a successful relationship with someone whose beliefs practices doesn't align with yours because family the more and more you touch the core of what you're here to do it's more and more likely that 
things that you do believe in practices whether magnanimous or very minuscule ones are not going to align with everyone that's the whole point of relating you understand the whole point of relating is to meet something that is an opposite or in opposition or in conflict with you and find peace and harmony with it that is literally the journey that we will all take in all our relationships not just romantic ones but the romantic ones are the most difficult because the person's all up in your body <laughs> all up in your love streams you get what i say it all up in your energetic sphere but really what it's really about is about what you are willing to go through as challenges the, the fundamental difference between old school people and how they built 50 60 80 year relationships and us new school people where we're with someone for five years and we're like we're deleting them you get what i said it, the fundamental difference is um what we are willing to tolerate and i'm not saying you should tolerate um things uh, like everyone's tolerance is different every like some relationships are not worth fighting for but we're not talking about that right now we're talking about your ability to take on the challenge that you have decided to go through with your partner every relationship presents different challenges every relationship is going to like there's no such thing as someone who understands it all do you get what i'm saying or gets it all or is completely you know you definitely you, know, you definitely have relationships that are fulfilling and aligned but you're gonna have challenges period point blank you're gonna have challenges and the more and more connected you become you're gonna find more and more places that you have conflict in the way you might do something it might be something as simple as someone is doesn't have the same cleaning habits as you someone doesn't uh, believe that you know like everyone's diet is not gonna move in the same trajectory you get what I'm saying? Everyone's diet is not going to... You know what I'm saying? Everyone are called to action and to, to do different things. Remember, you're linking up with a completely different human being. You know, you're, you're linking up with a completely different human being, a completely different uh, person who's got their own things to deal with, their own challenges to deal with in this life, their own path... To walk and you happen to be a partner on that path but they're still walking their own path and you are still walking your own path we are choosing to integrate our paths to make it more enjoyable more thrilling to to um to learn greater lessons and, and be empowered together that's it family you know but at the end of the day um yeah conflict are going to be there you know Especially, you know, especially when the beliefs and practices are not something that they met you with. It's, if you have, if you're gonna, if you've gone on a journey um, of, you know, self-discovery, self-acknowledgement, and you are growing, then you can't expect the person to grow at exactly the same time as you. When that's not the path that you met each other on, you see. And this is one and this is one of the most um difficult things in a relationship is the how how we grow. There are there are paths that we're gonna take that 
you know, you might have to walk down years ahead of your partner so that you can successfully bring them through it. You know? You know, I'm I'm less interested in the differences um, that people have in relationships, but more what they are willing, their ability to align with peace. Does that make sense? You know, I'm more interested in the ability in those differences for the partners to align with peace. You know? I definitely think, looking at your question as well, I definitely think um, the mutual respect thing is absolutely important. Absolutely important. The respect is probably the most important thing to have because it's what's going to allow you to uh, go through all of the mountains of challenges that will come up during relationship. Exactly. You see? But you have to like the differences are always going to be there, you know. What was different about you this year might not, is going to is going to change. But it's can you? Are you dedicated to going back to peace? You know, if we look at you know, if we look at for example, you know, we talk about the eleven laws. Um, to those of you who are not part of the study, um, get on it, family as well. But like, we talk about the eleven laws. Remember. Challenges It is the challenges in life That inspire our spiritual growth And so our romantic Life partnerships Are often going to be the most challenging Because they're the most intimate They're the most vulnerable And they're the most responsible So they're the ones that are going to really Take you through your ride Of self Now some partnerships You go through Like I said I went through my most traumatic relationship ever happened at 15 years old. Do <laughs> you get what I'm saying? You know, um, I was with what I now understand was a very broken young lady. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, and it was the most traumatic relationship ever. But that I give that relationship saved my life. Because having that relationship at 15 is what informed my ability to choose women henceforth. So when it was time to get serious about relationships, I could smell them from a mile away. Do you get what I'm saying? You see? And so it's that relationship, even though we're not together and subsequent relationships... We're not together. You, I don't discount those relationships in my spiritual growth. They are a part of my spiritual growth. But I didn't need to stay with that person. Does that make sense? You see? Whereas now, in my relationship, yes, challenges are still there. Challenges are, you know, happening all the time. The longer you're with someone, the new challenges come up. But I found a relationship that I am going for to the ends of the earth until I die. Do you get what I'm saying? You know, and I know that. You see? And so whatever challenges that come up in this this relationship, it's still gonna be a part of my spiritual growth. But because I understand that this is my alignment for the rest of my life, 
then I approach it differently. I approach it differently. You see? And so it forces me to grow in new ways. You see? So it's really about what you're able to recognize is, is worth it for you. You see? It's really about what you're able to recognize is worth it for you and what you are willing to go through um, in your relationship. You know, and that that is something I can't comment on. That is something that every person has to kind of make their personal decision on as well. But big up, big up, big up, man. I'll type to Zaki in the comments. Yes. Bless up, family. Let's do more questions. You're done now. All right, let's get it in. Do you feel that you are one with your shadow? Oh, that's a good question. I am one with my shadow. However, however, the practice in this world that that gives too much credit to the the light. This world gives too much emphasis to the light, and I think this era of us, um, we are learning to appreciate the darkness. <laughs> I think that's going to be one of. Uh, I think that's going to be one of um, uh, one of the most important lessons that this current generation is going to learn about spiritual health is the importance of the darkness, the shadow, the shadow family. A lot of shadow work is happening. That's what 2019 was about. If you remember, some of you lot forgot 2019. <laughs> shadow work was afoot. You get what I'm saying? 2020, same thing. 2021, same thing. This is the shadow time, family. So I'm definitely one with my shadow. Um, I'm becoming more com- more comfortable with my shadow, you know. Um, but that's what Chesarojo is about. That's what this spiritual health conversation is about. That is literally, literally, family, literally, right? Literally how I came into... Um, the Chesarojo practice, or should I say, forced into the Chesarojo game, and how, and the reason why I started this podcast in the first instance, literally the reason why, was because there was some shadow shit that needed to get expressed. There was some shadow stuff that needed to come through without the blockages, without the prejudice, without the uh, uh, limits. Of my brain or my intellect, you see, that shadow side needed to be expressed. And so, whereas I know the value and importance of shadow work, it's uh, very, very, very important that I now create, which is what Chesaro is, which is what the meditation and spiritual health and all the challenges that we do. Um, big up everyone who took part in the. Chesaroha challenges this year 
next year we got more um, that was all about shadow work it's all about shadow work family because it is the shadow that's going to inform what we do in the light yes everything in darkness must come to light you know um, and it's, and you know we look at that we look at that as we look at that statement everything in darkness must come to light but we never look at that statement from a perspective of the light only exposes what's in the darkness the, the light only what the light does is give a focus and trajectory and attention on a particular area of the darkness do you get what I'm saying? That's it. That's all the light does. Exactly. The light is the darkness. Or should I say the darkness is the light. Yes? Black light. The most powerful light there is. You know? And so when we understand that, all light does is create a focal point of darkness. Yeah? So, hmm. Let's get the questions in, family. Let's get the questions in. Exactly, family. So let's get comfortable. Get dark with it. Get dark with it. In the deepest dark. That's where you just might find your spark. In the deepest dark. So, family, all my people that want to get dark with it, I want you to... Um, How dare you open let's it? To a higher state huh, And you'll be eating from a higher plate A nicer face when you look inside the mirror Cause everything about yourself became clearer You just spotted it Your true being How you gonna flop now? this. Get ready family The spirit's moving through the whole cloud Jump on my uh, SoundCloud family If you wanna get your music to Cesarojo too um, I also put out a new Kwanzaa Warojo playlist, family. This Kwanzaa Warojo house is going to be putting together a calendar of events and experiences for you to get involved in. Um, for you to get involved in, for you to experience this Kwanzaa to celebrate yourself, your natural spiritual health, family. Um, so follow at Warojo house and stay tuned to all the events, experiences, talks, lives that we're going to be doing in the name of Kwanzaa and what we are putting first, aka our heaven in, in the new year family. So I, for all my artists and creatives, I put out an instrumental album, a compilation project of instrumentals that is now on SoundCloud. Go on there, grab one and express yourself. You want to do a poem, you want to sing, you want to rap, you want to dance to it, you want to create a monologue, any kind of piece, go up there. There's 13 instrumentals family. Go and express yourself. You can feel it. You just know what you're about. Mm. I know the shit that they're talking just running their mouth. Yeah. Some more questions right now, family. Now. Yeah. You can see it now. You can see it now. Huh. Make your spirit fly. Huh. Talk to your insides. Let your spirit fly. Yeah. Mm. Talk to your insides. Let the spirit fly. Flop, fly, flop, fly. Let your spirit fly, talk to your insides It's time to get dark with it, family Insides get dark with it, huh. in the deepest dark That's where you might just find a spark In the deepest dark, that's where you just might find a spark 
No matter who I look and where I look This is beautiful actually No matter who I talk to I have the privilege of Being a part of so many different worlds So many different part of experiences In the world You know In any given day I may talk to people on Four, five different continents three, four different continents and I may speak to people on off all opposite sides of the world and different experiences in life people who live in villages people who live in, you know what we would consider palaces people who are nobles of their society others who are considered the underclass That's one of my privileges is that I literally get to talk directly to people of worlds, worlds apart. You know what I'm saying? You know, which is really cool. And the one thread that I would tie together in all of those people is that more than I've ever ever experienced. People are really, really fighting for peace. People are fighting for the freedom to be at peace. Like they're aware of it, you know? What I'm noticing, a lot of the things that would hold us down, that would be weighty on us before, in some ways we're being forced to, but I want to give some credit and acknowledge that people are making intentional efforts to let go of things of this world that are weighing them down intentional efforts you know and everyone's effort is gonna dip is different you know everyone's everyone's 10 everyone's 100 percent manifest different based on where they're at you know and but that's one thing that i'm you know especially the conversations the conversations that i'm having 
you know, the perspectives that I'm hearing from people. It's the desire to be and live in peace. And one of the first revelations that come from wanting to live in peace is doing what makes you happy. So more and more I'm finding people are, you know, starting side businesses. People are participating in activities that have nothing to do with money, but just enjoyment. More and more people are taking less money for peace of mind. And You know, just moving in a direction that's not all money and financial gain and physical abuse, but to a state of equilibrium where they get what they need to balance their life and they enjoy it. And I think that's really powerful. I think that's, I think that's wonderful. Um, I think that's really, really wonderful. Um, because it represents the spiritual health journey the journey back to peace and I think this is why I was called to start speaking about it because I wanted a place for people to go as they was on their journey I wanted to speak to people who were on that journey you know to give them a friendly voice something that could encourage them as they do something that's out of the norm that might be different that maybe no one around them is able to um, appreciate as well this podcast spiritual health with Mikel too hard to go hell and that's literally what it was created for first of all for my own shadow expression and to people who was in the same aligned aligned with the same journey and a lot of things I say are going to be more and more relevant over the next three years so big up everyone who's here right now over the next three years it's going to be a lot more ears and more circulation of these very conversations that we're having right now um yes so the collective consciousness yeah i think we're doing well family this is what i'm saying lastly i'll say before i move on to other questions family i think we're doing very well don't get the news twisted don't get the instagram algorithms twisted don't let these little i I, like i've been on a train a lot recently traveling throughout london and i'm just laughing at these posters laughing at the fear-mongering. I'm like, this is actually quite funny. The only one who needs to be afraid, family, is the wicked. The wicked man is shitting himself right now. Because nature has moved, has shifted the baton. And my man's acting like he's still on this thing. You're not the guy anymore like that. Do you get what I'm saying? And so it's a dangerous time, but it's like 
you know, it's not it's not just dangerous. Like I'm just saying, it's not dangerous just for us. You get what I'm saying? This the man is actually really scared. When you look, when you really deep it, my man's really scared because things have shifted and. My man's got to run and try and look like he's got it together. Imagine like, imagine like looking like, imagine not having, imagine like, you know, like you're the daddy and everyone's relying on you for answers, but you ain't got the answers sway. So you got to make some shit up knowing that everyone's going to trust in your bullshit word. That's harsh. That's harsh. So, this, you know, what we're seeing out there in the news and the constant <laughs> risk that, da, la, 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 I'm just like, yeah, this brother is scared, fam. He is so scared right now. And remember, family, when, when the artificial man is scared, the natural man should rejoice. When the artificial man is shaking and panicking, it means... The natural man has got the, the, the upper hand right now. And so, all it means is that natural people should remain focused on their nature, on their rhythm. Don't get distracted by what the artificial man is doing. Go straight to nature. Go straight to Ma'at. The highest force of nature, family. Go straight to it, family, because this man is panicking. So, 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 so scared. So scared he is. It's it's quite... You get what I'm saying? It's like watching Debo get knocked out in, Friday, in next Friday. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> no one does that to Debo. You know what I'm saying? You're like, yo. So, yeah, family. It's a very interesting time we live in. But we're here, innit? We're here. And so we're here, like, again, this is a part of something that we all chose to be a part of. Remember that. And also remember that nature is always on your side. Remember that too. Nature is always on your side. And remember, life is not happening to you. It's happening for you. Remember that too. And you'll walk with confidence as the madness continues. Because we still go look sexy, changing the world. <laughs> We still gonna look sexy. Let's do some questions as we wind down. Let's get it in. How long have I been vegan? And what made that change? Well, well... Well, so family, I stopped eating meat. See, when I stopped eating meat, there was no such thing as vegan. Not that there was no such thing. There was, but it definitely wasn't in my lexicon. The first time I heard the word vegan was when I went to Scotland. I went to Scotland and all I heard was, you know, they knew I didn't eat meat. They knew I didn't eat meat, and so they was like, oh, let's go to this vegan cafe. I'm like, huh? What's vegan? 
<laughs> Up to that point, I only heard vegetarian. What's vegan? They're like, oh, it's no dairy, no this. And I'm like, whatever. Just take me there. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, that's the first time I heard vegan in 2010. But I stopped eating meat um, in 2000. I was 19. So just minus my age now. I'm 32. Someone, quick maths. Let me just do that. 32, take away... 13 years! Is it 13 years? Shit, then. It's a long time. It's a whole teenager. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? That's a whole teenager, fam. <laughs> Damn. Okay, cool. I didn't, I didn't know I was hitting the milestones there. So, I stopped. So, the journey started with, um, I read a book. My mom, she's an African psychotherapist. So, if anyone needs uh, some psychotherapy, you can hit up my mom. So, uh, from an African-centered one. So, she has all these books, a mountain of books. And one of the books that she had was called Nutritional Genocide. <laughs> she had two books, African Holistic Health. And a book called Nutricide. And one of them days, I was just like, Nutricide, what does that mean? I just picked up the book and started reading. It's by Dr. Leila Africa. And I was just looking at, or basically you're flipping through the book and it's telling you all the health-related diseases that come from, the lifestyle diseases that come from meat, that come from um, certain oils that come from sugar, basically the normal black diet. You know, banana bulla kick, <laughs> them that orange cheese. You know what I'm saying? Rum kick. You know what I'm saying? Oxtail, brown stew. You know what I'm saying? All of these things that we love eating. The book was basically telling me I'm gonna die at 40, or I'm gonna get disease at 40 if. It didn't if if I didn't change my ways. And it wouldn't have really been relevant. I'd be like, oh you're waffling, you're chatting shit. If I didn't have direct people to link those diseases to. So for example, it spoke about diabetes. My uncle had diabetes. Um, um it talked about cancer, um, and the different kinds of cancer. Both um uh, my grand Dads, I didn't know my granddads um, because they both died of cancer. You see what I'm saying? So I had those direct links where it spoke about when black people reach a certain age, late 40s, 50s, that's when these things that we've been doing in our youth, you know, because in our youth, our body can handle a lot. It's in our 40s when the weight of what we've been doing in our youth um, catches up to us. You see what I'm saying? And so I was like, well, I'm, I ain't trying to be like that. I'm trying to be healthy forever. You get what I'm saying? I'm trying to be sexy changing the world. I don't want to be walking around with problems and shit. It was talking about all kind of stuff. Impotence, sexual dysfunctions and all of these things. And I'm like, I don't want my sexual dysfunctions. I'm trying to lay the wood for as long as it's good. You get what I'm saying? So I was like, you know what? It was kind of like a dare. As I was reading the paper, it was like a dare. 
it was like, I bet you can't give up these things. I'm like, I ain't about to be fit. I'm about to stop all of that shit. <laughs> so I stopped eating meat. Like, almost... No, what happened first? I, no, I, I went through a process. So I stopped eating fast foods. So I, whenever I was out, I wouldn't eat like McDonald's, Burger King, or <laughs> Murder King, <laughs> Mac Nasty, 10 Dotty Fried Chicken. Did I say? <laughs> no, I wouldn't eat none of those things. Um, I, wouldn't, I would stop eating it. And so I'd, I would only I would save my meat eating to, you know, you know, the jerk chicken that my dad would make. You know what I'm saying? Or the oxtail and rice. You know what I'm saying? Or the curry goat in the yard. See, I still have positive emotions towards that. Yeah. But, um, so it started there. And then slowly, slowly worked its way into the house. Where, again, I would stop eating, like, red meats and stuff. I'd only eat chicken and fish. Um, and then after a while, it was just fish. Um, but one thing I noticed, this was, this was serious family. This was serious. This was a serious moment. I remember I was like now 21, right? And I was like, I guess, I guess now two years in. Okay. I remember going to my local shopping mall. Because at this point, at 21, I was living in South London. I grew up in North West. So I remember going back to North and going to the shopping mall. And I remember seeing this girl that I knew from school. <laughs> and this girl, like, we used to be onto each other in school. You know them people that you're like, I could have. You know what I'm saying? And then she was like, I could have. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, so I remember seeing her, yeah. And we were talking, and she was like, Mikkel, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> she was like, are you okay? Because I was so skinny, yeah? <laughs> she was like, are you all right? <laughs> you look like you're going through something. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo. <laughs> I was like, no way, what happened? Family, my bones felt brittle. And at that point, I realized that, yes, I haven't been eating meat, but I haven't been eating nutritional. So, I was hella skinny, and my muscle mass and all of that stuff was just flimsy. <laughs> because yes I wasn't eating meat but pasta and sardines ain't do putting nothing in your body Check you, know <laughs> you get what I'm saying peanut butter and jam on brown bread it's not meat but it's not healthy do you get what I'm saying rice and potatoes and and Cucumber ain't cutting it, my king. You get what I say? It's not working. So, hold on, family.
<laughs> so I had to learn. I had to learn. So now I have to big up. I have to big up wifey right now because when I met her, that is when my nutritional life changed. Not when I met her, because I met her. I met her at the early stages of when I stopped eating meat. But when we started, you know, seeing each other a lot more regularly, meaning she would come to my house and cook. That's when I started living on my own and she would come to my house and just, she would see me in the studio, just, you know, not eating for time or just be making music or running, doing, creating projects and programs and just nyamming bullshit. You know how us men do. We just, whatever, we just plug our face. We're not really concerned. And she would come and she would make these salads. And I'm like, what is that? Sauerkraut? What's that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With these, you know, she brought avocado into the into the game. You know what I'm saying? She came with, she came with it. Uh, because at the time she was working... Actually, for those of you who know about Love Gift Vegan, if you know, if any of you know what Love Gift Vegan is, she was one of the uh, first people to work there um, at its first um, setup in Crystal Palace when it was called Spirited Palace. And so she would bring food after her shift, and I'm like, yeah. And it's through her where I learned about nutrition. You <laughs> get what I'm saying? You know? And from there, I was able to really, um, yeah, just understand the greater value in the food. And that's where I stopped eating fish. Well, fish just became a novelty, you know? The, the thing about the food journey is it's not that I hated the food. You know, chicken still tastes nice. Uh, it's uh, oxtail. I'm sure tastes nice. Fish, I'm sure will taste nice. But it's not about it being taste nice or me hating the food. It's literally me being so in love with the food that I am eating that the other food just eventually falls off. So when she uh, met me at my house, I was still yamming mackerel, sardines, and fish with whatever else I was cooking it with, which was probably just like a quick, I don't know, rice or quick pasta something, you know, um, and not really being creative with my food as I am now. Now I let my creativity go into my food before it was just like, ah, ah, you know what I'm saying, you know? And so, you know, you don't, you don't even miss it. The reason why I don't call myself a vegan, even though on paper, I am what you would call a vegan, meaning I don't eat dairy, I don't eat animal products, but veganism is about saving animals, which is fine. Um, but it, it doesn't necessarily inspire health. You know, it doesn't always inspire health, you know, like, and, and this is what I've noticed with people who you know, who are trying to change their diet and they jump on the vegan thing and they go, oh, it's vegan, it's vegan, it's vegan. And it's like, <laughs> you're going to swap, you're going to swap, you know, ob obesity for malnutrition. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? You know, car, 
the one thing they don't tell you about veganism is sugar. And that's one of the first things that Dr. Leila Africa made me cut out was sugar. Was sugar. Veganism don't it don't put the it don't tell you about sugar. They say no animal products, no animal derived products, but they're like slip on something sugary. You can feel the diabetes creeping in your ass. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? It's sugar. So anytime one thing you gotta warn one thing you gotta be wary of is when you're looking at uh, these vegan products is how much sugar goes into it also certain things like rice starch I'm like you know what starch from rice and it's probably white rice you know what I'm saying just to make bread I'm like give me the wheat <laughs> I'm like certain things are like just nyam the wheat you know what I'm saying <laughs> If you want it that bad, you know, or sourdough or rye bread. I like rye bread. I like, there's some old people stuff that I'm really into right now, like dates and rye bread. You know what I'm saying? You know, what are the healthier alternatives to sugar? Fruit. Me, I'm a sugar head. And that's why I buy them, you know, I buy overripe plantains. I buy overripe plantains. I buy dates. I buy date syrup. I buy dried fruit, mulberry. Again, big up wifey because she put me on to mulberry. Mulberry is so nice. It's sugary. Dried mango, really nice. Um, dates, really nice. These are how I satisfy my sweet tooth. I'm a sweet boy. I'm a, I'm a sweet boy. I'm a sweet boy at heart. I've got a very gentle heart. I like everything. Sugar, spice, everything nice. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, I, you know, all of that shit. But um, yeah, but you know, I'm dead because of sugar. You get what I'm saying? You know, I'm dead because of sugar. So dried fruit, ripe fruit. Follow Nad's liberty. She's gonna get you right. She gonna get you right. <laughs> she gonna get you right. You know. Uh, but yeah, that's that's how. Oh, did I answer your question? What made the change? Yeah, that's what made the change. Becoming one dead when we reach forty. When I reach forty-five and can't run after me picnic. Is coconut sugar better than usual sugar? Um, I'm gonna let one of the sisters answer that because I don't know. That's the truth. I can't even lie to you. I don't even know. So I'm gonna let. Uh, I'm going to let Nads answer that. Or Vicky. Vicky's another one to follow. Follow Vicky Green. Gang. Gang, 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 gang. Follow, follow Nads Liberty. Better than white sugar. Has low, has low GI. Look at that. Scientists coming through. You know what I'm saying? You know. Um, yeah, family. It just, I just feel better. I just feel better, family. After a while, you start noticing. If I eat meat again, you should start noticing. If I eat sugar, like this, like, let me, right, let me, let me start, let me throw my confessions on the table. There are, there are two items, very specifically, and if you ever want to be my friend, you know what I'm saying? These are two items, sugar items, that I indulge in, um, periodically. One of them is 
a very specific brand of fig rolls. <laughs> I love fig rolls. Not the ones with milk powder or whey powder. Milk is a no-go zone for me. If it's got milk, you might as well say it's a white lady. You get what I'm saying? Me not deal with milk. You know what I'm saying? No milk. Yeah? So, milk is a no-go zone. But the one sugar, the sugar item that I have is, yes, is fig rolls. A specific brand of fig rolls. Yeah? What's it? The Roland ones. The ones that the Eastern Europeans make. Pick up the Eastern Europeans. Yeah? The Roland ones. And then, there's a chocolate. Two of my favorite chocolate is green and blacks, hazelnut and uh, black currant. Hazelnut and currant. That's got sugar in it. And I eat that periodically. And then, my favorite chocolate of all time is Ritter Sport Dark. Emphasis on the dark. Ritter Sport Dark Whole Nuts. Those are my sugar indulgence. Now, what happens is if I eat that too much, I end up getting spots. I end up feeling away. So it has to happen like once every month or something like that. You see what I'm saying? Oh, baklava. No, I can't do baklava, man. That's just sprinkled with all kind of Santa sugar. <laughs> baklava. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just do too much with that. Sweet things. Anyway, I digress, family. But uh, yeah, so those are my current sugar indulgences. I don't have any of them here right now. Yesterday, I was in the studio for many hours. And when you put... When you get into that zone, you just want to sugar yourself up. And so um, I was very tempted to get one of the two. But I'm also aware that I've indulged in them quite recently. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't, I like, I had to like say to myself, Mikel, no. <laughs> no, There's, there will be no Ritter Sport today or Fig Rolls. And I went into a shop that had them both. This was like, you know, being horny in Amsterdam and casually walking down the the the, <laughs> the walking down the bank acting like you don't see Pum Pum at the window. Do you guess? <laughs> you guys say I was like, oh, let me just come here for some water. I'ma take this water and these cashew nuts and go about my business. You know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah, family. <laughs> so, family, obviously, <laughs> yeah, you've got to keep yourself aligned, is what I'm saying, and balanced. So, with that, in the name of alignment, we're going to end this discussion. You know what I'm saying? Family, for those of you who are in London, we are doing a Cheza Rojo game this Sunday. It's going to be our last and final. <laughs> it's going to be our last and final Cheza Rojo link up of the year. 
family this is going to be our time of deep prayer and meditation in the form of a Chesarojo game we're going to have fun we're going to lose our minds we're going to connect our hearts we're going in family so if you are in London meet me uh, go on uh, RSVP on worldchangerlife.com this for this Sunday's Chesarojo game um, all are welcome let's go family this Sunday um, we're going to be doing a Chesarojo game 5pm Brixton Street Gym RSVP via worldchangerlife.com um, and let's get it in family let's get it in it's going to be powerful uh, yeah be there or be wherever you wherever you actually want to be you know why nobody coming if you don't want to be there please don't be there it's not a FOMO thing it's a rojo thing you know what I'm saying so yes, all tight you lot, and we're about to get it in today, we are going to be doing our Chesarojo live in about half an hour family, um, so I want you to enjoy the rest of your morning, now Maisha, Watu Arojo, let's get it in family, let's get it in, let's go hard today, I, mean, I don't know what you guys want to hear on the Chesarojo, but let's go hard, let's go in today, yeah, peace in family. Out. You're done know already. You're done know, you're done know, you're done know. Hey! Peace in, family. Thank you for tuning in to the spiritual health conversation for the millennial generation. Are you tapped in? I want to big up everyone who takes time out to listen to this podcast and contribute with their comments or sharing or just even letting me know how it affected them. If anyone is looking for one-on-one spiritual health coaching family, please head to worldchangerlife.com forward slash spiritual health to find out more on how you can get a one-on-one personal spiritual health program for your life if you want to know more info about what we do as a community service please go to worldchangerlife.com to get update information if you'd like to donate to this spiritual health program family go to worldchangerlife.com right now and put your donation of any kind it's much appreciated And if you've benefited from these spiritual health talks, family, send me a DM and let me know what you've taken from these conversations. Hit me up on Twitter or Facebook at Mikelamine or on Instagram at Mikel, the energy. Peace in, love out. Nakumaisha watuaroho.